0: My name is Ellie. I'm currently in Shanghai in China. Beautiful blue skies out there. Um, And I'm excited to be here and to speak with you too from a little corner of the world.
1: Welcome to the Show Up and Surrender podcast, where we invite you to show up for yourself and surrender to whatever you find there.
2: Join us for honest and open conversations about how we practice showing up and surrendering in our daily lives.
1: Marcella is an applied psychologist with a passion for being the imperfect example of how to live wholeheartedly. She helps others reconnect to their own emotions and thoughts to become a more whole and connected person, you know, instead of just a walking, talking head.
2: Biddy is a yoga teacher who is fascinated by the mind-body connection and conscious movement. When you bring these things together, you create the yummiest blend. And she uses all this to help people find what it is they need to feel the best they can.
1: We started Show Up and Surrender because when we work together, we create things that inspire us. By sharing our conversations, we hope that they will inspire you too.
2: So, today we have another episode with A special guest which is ellie yes um we noticed that we didn't really introduce her or talk about what she does in real life (laughs) and we (laughs) straight dove into um the subject that we wanted to talk or that she wanted to talk about because it's really uh, a subject that goes to her heart but to our hearts as well yes to give you a little context of who she is, um, we would like to tell you that she is a co-founder and editorial director at Shut up and Yoga magazine, which is awesome. by the way if you don't know it look it up. Yeah uh, check it and go check it out if you don't know it. Um, so she's also a writer, a yoga teacher, a world traveler. Just like us she really likes to learn while living. And she calls herself an absolute language nerd. <laughs> so, I guess you already can tell that or why we love talking to Ellie because we are we have so many
1: similar interests. I met her for the first time uh, on our coming home retreat, because uh, all of our teachers got to Raffle off or give away one ticket, and Ellie won Eva Yoga Evita's ticket. And I was following Shut Up in Yoga before that. I was actually following Ellie before that, but I had never met her. So the first time we actually spoke was during the retreat you and I co-hosted with a few more amazing people. And then it turned out we registered and signed up for the same yoga teacher training. So she has been my study buddy even though she was all the way in Shanghai and I was in Delft in the Netherlands. Um, She's actually the one who helped me find a rhythm in studying which I found extremely hard until I found her and we got to study together so that's how we grew closer and I was so excited that she was really enthusiastic about coming to talk with us and then I asked her what topics she wanted to talk about, and she just picked one of the things that I love talking about so much. So I do want to give you uh, one little um, disclaimer, is that the right word? I was editing the, um, uh, the sound, and the sound is not the quality that we really want to give you, so I tried to make it the best that I could, but there are some uh, little uh, issues with the sound here and there. But what I also found when listening to it is that Ellie had birds singing in the background all the time. So I'm hoping that the birds are what grabs your attention when it's not our voices and not the few things that I couldn't edit out. But yeah, we are still learning a little bit on what we need to take care of as we are recording. So uh, a small apology for that, but I think actually the talk itself, plus the Shanghai birds, might make up for the little noises that every now and then come in.
2: For me, it does, because I've listened to it, of course,
1: Yeah.
2: and doesn't bother me at all. And the funny thing is, if you don't have a lot of time right now, then at least listen to the first 10 to 30 seconds, (laughs) because the first few answers she gives are already. (sighs) They make me sigh. I sigh a lot when something feels right. so. If you don't have a lot of time right now, listen to the first 30 uh, 30 seconds and then the rest of the 30 minutes come later.
1: Yes, we think that you will probably love Ellie as much as we do. She is such a joy to talk with and listen to. So we hope you enjoy. And of course you can find all the links and information on how to get in touch with either Ellie or with us on our website. So make sure that you go check it out and just to plug it because she won't do it herself, check out the link to her book. If you like reading, if you are interested in chakras and also in learning a little bit more about yourself, make sure that you take a look at her book because it's amazing. Enjoy. We're so happy that you're
2: here. And of course, our question to ourselves is always how do we show up and surrender? That's why we started this whole podcast. So that's what we would like to ask you as well. How do you show up and surrender? Even though that's a really big question, but maybe just the first thing that pops up.
0: Yeah, that's a really big one. But I think for me, and I'm trying to think about how I've always also uh, done that is by pausing. I think for me that's always the the best way because when I, when I show up and pause, then I can kind of see or feel what I need, what's going on, and then I can surrender to it. If I don't pause, I don't know how I need to surrender, I think, or, yeah, I think that's my short answer. Mm
2: sounds really wise. (laughs) I don't I don't know is it? Yeah I guess a lot of people um, feel that it can be hard to take that pause and to take yourself seriously enough by saying okay so here I push, push pause and then look at what I need or where where I am right now or yeah. Yeah, I
0: think to be honest, I think it's a matter of almost survival for me in a way because I know I've always been a very sensitive person um, and I've always known it. I've always needed that pause, needed silence, needed time on my own. Otherwise, I don't work. I don't. I get overwhelmed. I get it's everything gets too much and I get irritated, I get, yeah, even more sensitive to everything. So I think it's just, yeah, I don't know if it's wise because it's the most natural way that I can keep myself somewhat grounded and able to navigate the world around me. That is, especially in our modern world, everything is really fast, noisy. Um, So many things are happening all the time Um, So I think it's just a matter, for me at least, yeah, a matter of just instinct, I think.
1: And then do you also automatically know when you have to pause? Because I think that's something, at least I struggle with sometimes, is knowing when to hit pause. Sometimes I keep going and then when I look back, I think, why didn't I just take a breath about two days ago? Like, are there signals that you notice or is it... almost ingrained in your natural rhythm, the pausing?
0: Mm, I I think it depends. There's some times when it's definitely easier to, yeah, to pause. And there's some times when I just, yeah. I think if I'm able to be aware, so aware that I can feel my overwhelm. Overwhelm is the emotion that I struggle with the most. And overwhelm will always be a sign for me that I need to pause but sometimes a lot of time passes and I've been overwhelmed for a long time and then I realize okay I needed to press pause a week ago a month ago obviously that mm-hmm. I mean we're human right um, and some days yeah like this week I can say this week I don't know why I felt really maybe it's the spring energy that you know when Everything is so beautiful around you. It's easier to pause as well. I think when you're surrounded by beautiful nature. Um, so this week, for example, I've had a really. It was easy-ish to notice when I had to pause. Um, but yeah, other times it's not easy at all, <laughs> and it's yeah.
1: That sounds very familiar. <laughs> yeah. I think it's it's human, isn't it? I think so yeah so when i um asked you if you were interested in being a guest and i asked if you had a topic that you would like to talk about you were like within a second you said yes rest i want to talk about rest can we talk about rest and well of course it's one of my favorite topics as well so I, I loved um, how clear that was for you. Like, oh yes, I know exactly what I want to talk about. So can you tell us about that, maybe beginning with why it's something that is such a big topic for you right now?
0: Again, I'm not sure. It's so big. It's so interesting because the more I think about rest, the more I think there's so much to say about it. Um, but where should I start again? I think going back to that necessity for me to take a pause, pausing is rest in a way, right? So Mm -hmm. for me, I think it all starts, my passion for rest all starts with the necessity to pause. And then as I, as I learn about rest, as I learn about the impact of it on the nervous system, on the body, on the world as well, Um, when we give other people the ability to rest or when we give the planet the ability to rest, everything changes. Um, I think a lot of the issues that we're seeing in the modern world are the result of everything going just at a pace that is not human-friendly. It's probably robot-friendly. Or maybe in a world where we have infinite resources and we can just continue using the resources of the Earth. Uh, But that's not the case. Um, Yeah, does
1: that make sense? Mm, Totally. Yeah. It it reminds me of that Picture of was it a road in New Delhi after the first few months of lockdown where, sun, for the first time in a long time, people saw a blue sky because there was hardly any traffic. I uh, like it's that's that's the first image that popped into mind when you mentioned that the earth needs rest as well. Mm.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I love that. For me, if we talk about the individual necessity of rest instead of always moving and keep going, my body is usually the one (laughs) who tries to tell me something. Hello, you've been running for weeks or months or days and I need you, I need you to take care. So I love how sometimes we get signals and I think that's the same for us as a society or as people who are living on the earth that we every now and then get a message i know a lot of people have said that covid how awful it is but at the same time it was a gift for so many to see that well we do need a break and wow what happens when we take this break or when we slow down a little bit so I wouldn't say, I wouldn't go as far as saying that COVID, go, COVID is a gift, um, and only a gift, but in another way of looking at it, it is. It, it has helped so many of us. I know I've been someone who goes to the park here in, in my city uh, every now and then, and sometimes with a client of me. Um, and now since COVID, it's so much more crowded in the parks because people remember that, oh, it's really good if I take a break or at lunch, if I take a little walk instead of eat my my lunch after uh, 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 while sitting at my laptop. So I think we get these signals and sometimes we ignore them for a long time. <laughs> but at the end, uh, or yeah, at one point, we see we see it and we push that pause, and then yeah, that that's a good next question. What then? What what happens to you when you take rest or when you have pushed pause? Hmm.
0: Well, it depends. It depends on what I need. Um, sometimes, and I was what you were saying about the whole thing: people being forced at least some people being forced to pause um i think sometimes we don't know what to do with that i think it's it's so new to us that we're like okay what do i do with all this time what do i do with all this extra energy where do i go what what do you think about because i don't have all these thoughts now i don't have or maybe the opposite i have all these thoughts now i have all this space this mental energy what do i do and that's really tough as well and that's i i wonder i wonder if yeah in the beginning when everything hit uh in the world in march so 2020 i wonder if a lot of people felt that like instability uncertainty but also this stress that comes with okay i don't know where to go i don't know what to do my projects are all on hold i don't what do i do Yeah, and sometimes I can definitely feel that I feel that even if I know rest is important, even if I know rest is also, there's a big part of discomfort and rest as well because you kind of force to sit with your thoughts and sometimes the thoughts that you have are not comfortable um because it's painful sometimes you're sitting with grief or sometimes you're sitting with loss and that's that's part of being human but it doesn't make it easy you know and um so i can definitely say that sometimes rest doesn't feel as comfortable as i would like it to feel and sometimes it feels really delicious like i'm just i don't know sitting down and I don't know just looking out the window and it's just the most amazing thing that I can do and I'm just in the moment and just and yeah that's amazing so I think there are lots of ways that yeah lots of things that can happen when I press pause and when I rest Um, does that make sense
1: it reminds me of the um, a lot of the people I teach restorative yoga and I think a lot of people who resist restorative yoga and resist is like this big word, but a lot of people say, no, no, that's not for me. And I think that that's mostly because of what you're saying, like they will find that once their body slows down and rests, your mind can go haywire, especially if you've been in this constant busy, go, go, go mode, then. Your, you, just because your body's going to stop, it's not this instant thing that happens in your brain as well, right? So then suddenly you're actually forcing yourself to also become aware of how busy it is in your brain. And like you said, that's not that's not always fun. It really depends on what's happening in your life at that moment. And you can dig way deeper, like what happened to you in your past? Have you dealt with things that happened? So it, I can understand that for some people... Rest can be super scary as well, because I don't want to deal with that. You know, I remember feeling like that. I had that very much so for a big part of my life where I just kept going, because as long as I kept going, I wouldn't cry. I wouldn't break down. But then rest is not an option because you open the door to thoughts, right? For myself, it took me years to get to a place where I actually wanted to slow down and wanted to rest. And I have no idea if it took me that long because that was something I I wanted or thought I needed to keep going or if it's because that's what society or the world that we live in expects you to do. It might not be at all either or it might be both, of course. But I'm wondering if our own expectations is very much so shaped by the world that we live in because if I look around me everyone's going, 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 doing, doing, doing. Yeah. Actually,
0: it's so interesting that you're asking this and the societal perspective. Um, recently, a friend told me that in in many cultures around the world, they don't really understand the concept of not being able to sleep because for them it's it's a need, you sl- you're tired, you sleep. I think that says a lot about how we're taught to think and I think we're taught to go so fast. You hear all the time, on TV, in books, um, you have to grow all the time. Economic growth is what we measure everything. The value of a country is economic growth, to be good, you know we divide this there's the world the rich world that has good economic growth and there's there are countries that don't have good economic growth and that's the value that's it that's that's whether it's good or bad you know you fall on either side of the line because of this so growth what is growth it's continuously moving forward continuously moving forward and that can be really good but that can also be detrimental to our health and in that case, mental health, the health of the planet. Um, yeah, why? So I think we have to remember why are we why do we want to move forward? Why would we not rest right now? Mm-hmm. What am I gaining for myself, for the people around me, for the planet? What is going to be the added value of going fast of going forward? sometimes it's nice to just stay in one place
2: and and rest (laughs) right i
1: agree Yeah. yeah
2: yeah and i always love to look at nature when i talk about these things because for a plant it's there's no other way than to rest in winter Nature doesn't think, I sh- oh, but I should be bigger or I should I want to be faster or I, have, I want to have a bigger flower or whatever. It just grows in a rhythm and allows the rhythm to, yeah, let it evolve instead. And I think that's also t- touching on surrendering, that you, you are there for yourself and you show up. But at the same time, you can surrender to some of it might be out of my hands. Some of it just I, will only happen if I allow it to happen, if I step out of my own way. Um, so I love how nature mirrors that to us. That, yeah, rest is just, it's not something that withholds your growth. It's something that helps you in your growth. Yeah,
0: like obviously I couldn't agree more. I was, I was thinking about um, also something that I read um, in Yuval uh, Noah Harari's book, have you heard of his books? Sapiens and 21, right now I'm thinking about 21 lessons for the 21st century. I can't remember which chapter he, he talks about this, but he says um Costa Rica is one of the countries uh with the lowest economic growth but it's ranked in the happiest countries in the world in one of the happiest countries in the world so that I think that says something about our relationship to yeah rest and growth and how the two are linked
1: absolutely I think it's also some people wear like their lack of rest almost as a badge of honor. I think in, in the Western world that we, we all live in, um, people are so proud somehow, right? When they tell you like, no, I've worked like 80 hours this week, and I'm so tired, I'm not sleeping, but I'm still getting things done. And I used to be like that. So by all means, don't everyone listening, don't take this the wrong way. I've, I've done that. I've been proud of keeping going. But I think it's you. You called it this in one of our talks that we had before, Ellie. You said rest as a as resistance against the system, and I think it might be the bubble that I'm living in now. Because obviously, I've surrounded myself with a lot of people who think like me, who do like me. Because not who do like me, who act like me. No. Okay, semantics. <laughs> um, They, (laughs) I'm sorry, (laughs) but a lot of people are talking about the need of rest. And I think that might be just in my bubble. I think when I look and ghost my husband's social bubble, it's probably not as big a topic as it is. And I think that we need to find a way to get it in other people's bubbles as well, because you, you can even market it as better growth. Everything grows better if it gets to rest, right? If growth is such an important thing, like you were saying, then maybe we should find ways to help people see the benefits of how you can grow more if you rest more.
0: Yeah. And I think also when you get to ask this, how can you grow more with more rest? It's also what kind of growth are you getting when you rest more? Is it maybe actually is it growing more or is it growing better and by better i mean maybe you're growing in a way that is more aligned with you you know so how many decisions are we making on a daily basis because we don't take the time to pause and actually ask okay what do i need right now is this really what i need maybe not maybe maybe yes but maybe not you know i think that's also the kind of growth that the quality i don't know i don't want to make this really big distinction that one is there's good growth and bad growth i don't think it's that black and white but i i think it's worth asking the question okay what kind of growth do i actually want for myself for my community for the world for the planet you know um i think right now it's a conversation um that's happening a lot around the world um in climate deniers a lot of people are saying yeah but okay so now, because of the climate crisis, we have to uh, stop growing, okay? But we don't want to go back to when we were living uh, without electricity and all that, you know, which is ridiculous. We wouldn't do that. But we have to imagine what kind of growth do we want. We have the opportunity now because the planet is forcing forcing us to change the way we grow. We have the power to also imagine and dream up in a way as well. What kind of growth do we want to see for the world of tomorrow? What kind of yeah, exactly. I don't know. That's the positive side of of rest, I would
2: say. And pausing and hmm. Yeah, now I'm thinking as you touched on a really good part of rest that it also brings up discomfort. Um my head kind of stuck there and I'm I'm wondering. Mm -hmm. how does this or what is the function maybe of the the discomfort or um so if I if I think of someone listening to our podcast and thinking so yeah okay they're telling me I should rest more and then feel discomfort and then I will grow (laughs) okay well thanks (laughs) Um, yeah um (laughs) so I'm thinking of how does our discomfort or what do we do with that in order to grow do you get where i'm trying to go here (laughs) do you have any thoughts on that
0: Hmm. that's a really good question i don't know um i think again maybe it's a matter of reframing the way we see discomfort because thinking back to nature in nature you have cycles right so in the fall leaves go yellow and orange and they fall that's maybe that this that's discomfort for a tree I don't know Um, but maybe that's and in the winter it's a form of discomfort as well because we tend to be a bit more nothing happens maybe we get bored maybe there's not as much light so we get a bit depressed or it's harder to wake up in the morning to find a reason but and that's a form of discomfort but then what comes after that it's a necessary necessary part of the cycle maybe I don't know if it makes discomfort enticing but in a way I think we're kind of we've moved so far away from understanding that we see discomfort as a terrible thing. When maybe it's not that terrible, maybe it's just part of the cycle. And if, if there's some discomfort, maybe it means that you know there's gonna be some form of comfort that's gonna come after that. And, and on and on, it's a spiral in a way. I don't know, I, I've never actually thought about that this way, but maybe.
2: Yeah, I think you <laughs> you just described what I do with people in sessions. I try to, and uh, let me put out there that I still find it hard to bear discomfort. I don't like discomfort. I want to push it away as well. But I've also seen that where we, you know, try not to resist the discomfort. So you don't have to like the discomfort, but not resist the discomfort as much It's more bearable. It's more, it's less hard than we think if we know that discomfort is part of the journey or part of life or part of our cycle.
1: I think it's also kind of grabbing back to what we talked about in the earlier podcast, right about the curve, like you, you can't be on this constant high. Because for one thing, the high won't feel like a high anymore when you stay there too long but you also need to have a little bit of downtime in order to recognize the uptimes. And the good thing is that it is that curve motion. Life does go up and down. So I think what I try to tell people, like it's a very simple, um, practical example. When you come into restorative yoga, for people who come there for the first time, I tell them it might get super uncomfortable, but that will be your brain. That will be your thoughts maybe if you can just promise yourself now that in one hour you are going to walk out the door so even if it is uncomfortable and you don't know what to do with your thoughts you know it's temporary and then if you can focus on the good things about where you are at that moment so in restorative yoga it's the bolsters it's the blankets it's the warmth that you can focus on, or your breath. So maybe when you come to a place of discomfort in rest, you can tell yourself that, okay, it might be a little uncomfortable now, but it will get better. I know that. I don't know how yet, but it will happen. Let's just focus on one good thing here. That's something that helps me. Like Focusing on one good thing in that discomfort can make it a little bit easier to get through. So maybe that's... For people listening who thought that we were just telling to, to be <laughs> uncomfortable, I hope that might help a little bit. Mm. We are getting close to the end, so I just want to make sure that did we talk about what you wanted to talk about, Ellie? Are we missing something?
0: <laughs> no, I think I think that's pretty much it. Um, just now, I, I was thinking about another layer of rest. Uh, with you mentioning the bolsters also in sometimes we think that in discomfort we have to be alone mm. and that's you know in restorative yoga i think that's the best best metaphor for it it's also learning about being supported and i think marcella it's also what you were mentioning you know you work with clients with people in this spiral it's and you're there for support, like bolsters in a yoga class, in Biddy's yoga class, you know. And I think that's a, that's something that's really important to remember, that we we don't have to be alone in the discomfort. And no matter it, what it is that we need to support us, there are ways to be supported. So I think, yeah.
1: I love that. It's easy to forget, right? It's a good reminder. Maybe... What would be nice before we round it off is also to touch on what rest can look like. Because maybe people listening think, oh, they mean you lay down and you do nothing. But I definitely think that that's not the case. So can each of you give me a few examples of how you find rest?
2: Yeah, I have several, of course. One of them is restorative yoga. Wow. (laughs) a surprise. Um, But another thing that I do also with clients but also with myself um, is either put on music and only listen and we never do that. We only listen to music in the car or while doing the dishes or doing whatever we do. Working maybe even. But just listen to the song or I try to move because my as I said at the beginning, my body is my way into what do I need? Where is my pause? Where is my break? Um, so I just either sit still and listen or I try to move to whatever my body wants to move. In what way? And many others. But these are the ones I would like to share now.
0: Mm. Yeah. yeah, me too. I think, yeah, I have so many memories of myself just listening to it resting just listening to music not doing anything else that's really i think the favorite thing just before you said that i was thinking there are birds outside my window um and for me that's really yeah it makes me feel rested to hear birds and sometimes well i can be working i can be doing something else but just this kind of presence is somehow restorative for my brain or for my body i don't know which part of me but yeah, and the other thing that for me I'm thinking about this because yesterday I was watching um, Wolfwalkers, the the movie. For me, cartoons, watching animated movies is can feel really restorative because I escape to another reality, to beautiful images, beautiful music. So
1: yeah. Also, I have so many other ways to rest. But I love that though because that's. Because both of you, you you then use the music as your support, right? That is the one thing that makes you not alone because you're listening to something that someone created and it's supporting you as you rest. I love that. My favorite way lately has been, I think you all know this, that I've been dancing. I've been setting my timer to remind myself to take breaks because I was doing a lot of computer work. And just getting up and I have this playlist with songs that I like to dance to. And I pick a random song I put on my headphones, and I just dance for five minutes, or however long the song uh, lasts. And then I go back to work or whatever I need to do. And for me at that in the past few weeks, movement has been rest, because my tasks for that week were very stationary so just a reminder to people to please please don't think that rest is to lay down but yeah listen to music watch a movie go dance or take a walk somewhere rest can come in so many shapes and forms and just to add on to that also i think it's interesting
0: to notice what how you feel rested what is your definition of feeling rested i think that's a good That's a good question to ask because then it's easier to decide what kind of activities in each moment of the day, of the week, of the month, of the year will fit better for that definition.
1: I love it. Yes. I think I could talk to you for like the rest (laughs) of the day. (laughs) Maybe we can have you come back later again for more talking, but I'm so happy that you were here.
0: Thank you for having me. It, yeah. I love to talk about rest, so yeah. I could definitely <laughs> talk about it for a while, but and especially with you because you, you both understand that it, it has its, its sparks and its importance. So, yeah, thank you so much.
2: Yeah, thank you so much, Ellie. It's been a pleasure to... Listen to your wisdom and get inspired by you.
1: Thank you. Yes. And of course, if you want to know more about Ellie, we are going to post links on our website. So you know where to find Ellie. And then we didn't even get to talk about your book. We'll put a link to Ellie's book on the website as well because she wrote an amazing book. And well... If you want to learn more, make sure that you check either our social media or our website and we'll make sure that you have ways to connect to Ellie as well. Thank you for listening to Show Up and Surrender, hosted by Marcella and Biddy. We hope you enjoyed listening.
2: Make sure to follow us wherever it is you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe. If you really like us and want to give us some love, write us a review
1: at showupandsurrender.com you can find information about us and also any links that we may have promised you in this episode
2: to stay in touch with us please follow us on instagram or send an email to hello at showupandsurrender.com we'll be back with another episode soon